Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 11 in a leadership group is the uh, Brisbane Lions MO this year. They've got uh, Neil, uh, Lockie Neal as the captain with um, Harris Andrews, co-captain. Hugh McCluggage. Then... In the leadership, excuse me, leadership group, Rich, McCarthy, McInerney, Charlie Cameron, Dunkley, Berry, Lester, and Gunston. Mm. What, 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 what's that? Well, my read of this is um, they went about choosing their captain in a slightly different way. Remember, well, they all thorough. sat down and uh, very thorough. They interviewed all of the candidates, those that had put their hand up. They opened it up to all the team to nominate themselves if they felt that oh, they yeah. wanted a leadership position. Oh. So... I think as a result of that, maybe it was just something that uh, stood out. Remember, we spoke to Chrissy Fagan. He said he was really, really happy with yeah. how deeply some of the players felt about leadership. So as a result of that, they probably thought, okay, all these guys want to be a leader. Let's put them in a leadership group. What's the, what's, what's what, it prove? Well, it doesn't prove anything other than you've got a lot of guys who are deeply committed to wanting to be a leader and be an example to their teammates in their team. And that's got to be a good thing. That's got to be a strong and positive thing. Yeah, no, it's great, but do you have to put him in the leadership group? Can't you just say, listen, we well, you could. We know that you're all good, young, aspiring leaders. We know that you you all hope one day to be leaders, but... You could do that. What's the... You know, you'd been the Debbie Downer here. What is the downside to this? What is the negative connotation that you're trying to build about this? There's a bit of participation certificate about it for me. Oh. Why do you say that? Put your hand up if you want to be a leader. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. We'll whack in the group. Well, no, not necessarily. No. They're not saying that. They've gone through the whole process We've of sitting 11. down and interviewing these guys for over an hour, and they've thought, okay, wow, these guys really understand what leadership is about, well, and they're opposed... deeply committed to wanting to be part of the group. Yeah, well. So sure. let's have a big leadership group. doesn't mean you have to go in the group, does it? No, it doesn't. How many has this got? I don't know how many Essendon have got, but the point I made last week when we were talking about captains is that when you've got so many guys who could be your leader, that means that you've got a really strong, mature group of players. No, no, I'm not arguing for the sake of arguing. I just wonder what purpose it serves to say you've got an 11-man leadership group. Like, I don't think there's any purpose. Well, why do it? Because... As I've just said to you, they've just decided that they've got all these guys who are capable of being part of a leadership group, so they've just opened the whole thing up. And maybe they think it's even better when you've got guys of that maturity and that experience to sit down because these leaders deal with issues related to players that crop up from time to time. So maybe they thought, well, you know, if we have a problem, say a behavioural problem or something where we need to bring somebody into line, it's going to be really powerful for that person to sit in front of this group of 11 people, and discuss the issue. Do you, do you then wonder, does it not make you wonder why Zach Bailey's not in that group? Well, there's the other part to all this, and that is the negative part to that. You look at it and say, okay, if there's 11 in there, why isn't Joe Danaher in there? He's been around footy a long time. No, no, no I get Joe Danaher because why? he probably says, I don't want to be in a leadership group. I've got, I got you know, enough on my plate to just get myself sorted, and I'm older and mature, but 
I'll be looking at Zach Bailey going, why isn't he in it? But why do you point out Zach Bailey? Because he's a terrific young up-and-coming player. Well, why wouldn't you say the same thing about Joe Danaher? Well, he's older. More, well, he's a more experienced player. Why wouldn't you have somebody that's been around as long as Joe Danaher in your leadership Well, because every time I be... watch him play, I haven't looked upon him as a leader. I don't know the ins and outs of him, but he doesn't strike me as a leader. But every time you watch Zach Bailey play, you think he does? Yeah. What about Cam Rayner then? You don't think he's got leadership qualities? Uh, no, I'm going to work my way through the, <laughs> through the group. That's my point. You've got 11 in. What's it saying about the blokes that aren't in it? Maybe Cameron said, I don't want to be in it either. I've got to get you know, work my way back from my knee, Rico. So it's. But maybe those, guys, maybe those guys didn't put their hands up wanting to be the captain Why of the not? club. Because maybe they felt that they weren't confident enough in their own ability right now to be able to right. have that and leadership. That is group. absolutely fine. That is, I reckon that's a, that's a good you thing. You know what? I reckon we spend What's Jack Gunson doing in there? What does he have to be in it for? Well, he doesn't have to be in it, but well, he clearly. Is. Well, yes, because he's. Well, look at his experience and where he's come from <laughs> and the success he's had. Captain Obvious. He's a three time premiership superstar. Does, what, what difference is it going to make to Jack Gunston whether he's in an 11-man leadership group? Well, make, it probably makes no difference whatsoever, but I don't think you listened to what I had to say no, before. I'm, I'm and trying. that is, okay, so let's paint this picture, yep. right? you got Cam Rayner yes. who is misbehaving or whatever, missed the training session, whatever, the players are worried about his attitude. Yep. Would it not be a really strong positive thing to have somebody who has had the football experience of Jack Gunston to be sitting there listening with – listening with Cam Rayner and talking about, okay, we have to discipline this guy and having somebody to say, well, you know, this is what we would have done at Hawthorne and over the years and we tried this but it didn't work but maybe we need to go this way. Don't you think that would be a positive thing for your club? Yeah, I do. Uh, of course. Jack Gunson's got a wealth of um, knowledge and information. He can do that without being the leadership group. He can go in front um, a cluggage and he can go in front Aris Andrews no, he can. and go in front Lockie Neal and they can say this, this, this. And by the way, if you really want to find out, go and have a chat with Jack Gunson on the way out. Yeah, no, you could do that, but you could do it in a more formal way like this too. Yep, fair enough. Give us your thoughts. Jim's in Doncaster. Go, Jimmy. Yeah, g'day, lads. How are you going? Yeah, well, thank you. Oh, look, uh, I'm not sure if this is a statement as much as a, a question. It seems to me, I mean, it seems to be a bit of a trend. I'll put my hand up on the Tiger Man, and, and we've got Nank and, uh, and Grimes as captains now. But it seems to me that all the captains that have been lauded over the last 25, 30 years, the captains that have been lauded as the truly great captains, Hink, uh, uh, Luke Hodge, Michael Voss, Frank Cotchin, Stephen Kernahan, all, all the great, great, they've never been co-captains. We've had a lot of co-captains, but it's never been a captain from a two-man co-captain uh, ticket, if that makes sense. It's always been a... An outright, Joel Selwood, always been an outright leader. Tom Harley, it's never been one of the two. It's not like you know, anybody said, oh, yeah, Nan Curvis is great, but Graham's not so bad. You know, we, we like Nan Curvis better. So I, I don't know if uh, Gary's wrong, Tim. I think uh, men like to gather around behind one iconic figure and they walk taller. I mean, the concept of a leader, and I think Gary's right. Uh, it smacks of his kind of participation squad stuff, and I, I, I think he's probably... Correct, you can do it without actually having to formalise it. I think. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong, Jimmy, because the Sydney Swans won a premiership with co-captains as well. So the time the times changed, you know, over the past 10, 15, mm. 20 years. It just used to be accepted that there was a captain, a vice captain, and maybe a deputy if you wanted to get a bit exotic. I understand the change. Um, it's just an interesting point. The eleven. Yeah, it is, but there's no negativity. 
attached to it anyway. I like what would be negative about it. Mm, um, well, as I said earlier, does it diminish a little bit um, the role of the captain? The they got of- they got co captains anyway. Yeah, no, they have yep. breakfast with Gary and Tim. Uh, it's great to have you with us this morning, and uh, it is a good day for Geelong supporters out there. It's Geelong Membership Day in SEN, so you're going to get a very, very strong representation of the Geelong Footy Club, and what better way to kick it off than with the genuine superstar, Jeremy Cameron, who's been good enough to join us this morning. Jezza, welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on this morning. No, great to talk to you. It's been a busy morning for you already, uh, up and about, uh, farming duties, or are you heading into training? Nah, if I'm being totally honest, mate, I just uh, just got off the nest, so I um, <laughs> I uh, I've had a slow start to the morning. Indy's um, Indy's only a couple of weeks away from having a baby, so I'm in the spare room and I slept in this morning. So um, <laughs> things are getting busy, but not so much on the farm. <laughs> Will you be shifting the sheep to higher ground? A little bit of rain on the way, or not? I uh, actually just got 15 new ones, so uh, they're enjoying the new pasture at the moment. But um, uh, it's been good. It's been good. It keeps my mind off footy a fair bit. So um, I know, I'm not sure. I haven't even checked the weather at the moment, but I'm sure hawks all over it. Are they? What sort of sheep have you got? I've got Black South Suffolk at the moment. Oh, they're our favourite. <laughs> Are they they're your favourite, Gary, or no, just I'm my favourite? I'm a dorper man. Gary's a dorper man because he doesn't like shearing. Yeah, I know. That's sort of a lot of people go on that way at the moment. Yeah. Um, I hear they get out under the fences a bit, so I, I didn't mm. want that. No, they do. Uh, but the lambs fatten up really quickly and early, so uh, they're not a bad bet as far as that's concerned. Yeah, for sure, for so, sure. I think my um, my manager Alex is just up the road. He's got a heap of them, so I might have to ask him. Oh, that's the McDonald family. They got they got great intel. I was going to say. Is like Tommy Hawkins the whisperer when it comes to those sort of issues? Do you, do you have to go around and sort of make an appointment and sit down and do some farm talk with Tommy? Well, most of it's done at the club, to be honest. Um, not so much during training out on the track, but um, inside the club, yeah, that's all that's really spoken about. Reece Stanley's a, a, he's got 150 acres just up the road from us as well. And big, Jonas, big Jonathan Segler, he's, uh, he's got a heap of land as well up north somewhere, so he drives about three hours. On his days off, he gets up there as well. So there's a bit going on. There's a lot going on. Do you reckon that's one of the attractions to certain types of players to go down there and play Geelong? Oh, definitely. I think, um, yeah, there is, you know, it is is quite unique with um, the way it's all sort of set up. You know, it's, um, you're not far from Melbourne at all if you do have to, you know, head into town. But, um, yeah, it's pretty quiet. There's lots of space. Um, you know, there's plenty of places to live and it's pretty attractive for some players and, and you know, it was a big part of the reason why I wanted to come down. Well, it worked off beautif- uh, to work mm. beautifully for you, mate. You had the triumph, um, the ultimate triumph in September at the MCG. I've not been in that position. Tim has. I'm interested from your own mindset. And to- <laughs> yes, okay, three times Tim has. Uh, in your mindset, having got your premiership medallion, what's the summer? Has it, has it been different at all in any way, shape or form? I wouldn't say it's been different. There's, there's been a few little things that have changed for sure. I think Joel um, not being around all the time, even though he is still, he popped in yesterday. Um, he's um, He's been a big one. Um, but in terms of the actual mindset, you know, there's lots of guys that, you know, haven't got there and, and and we want to you know get all the way back there. There's a it's a long road. We know that, but um, yeah, it's been a great preseason the way we've rolled into it. 
a little bit of a sort of slow start before Christmas because it is such a big year to go all the way. So the coaching staff and that look after, look after us really well down here. And then um, probably about since Christmas, we've really stepped things up and it's nice to have matches not too far away. Hey, Jeremy, everyone says, look, we want to get back there. We want to get back there. In terms of what you see around the group day to day, what are the signs that the players genuinely want to get back there, do you think? I think the excitement's probably one of the bigger things about it. You know, that's, um, that's younger players coming in. We, we, we were lucky enough to get some really quality players in. Um, and the place is really bubbly. I think that's one of the best signs you can sort of look at and um, everyone's up and about all the time which is just you know what you need within a group uh, looking for ways to learn um, within within meetings and, and and tweaking a few things and um, I guess you trial a few different players in different areas in in the pre-season games as well to see how it goes so um, there's a lot of different things but I, I, I like to sit back and sort of see if everyone's having fun and um, it's definitely been a fun pre-season. Talking to uh, one of the best players in the AFL, Jeremy Cameron. At what Did you find your sweet spot as a player last year, do you think, the way that you were able to play and the freedom that you had as a forward? Yeah, it was really enjoyable. I, I, I feel that the coaches um, did an amazing job, not only with myself but the the whole team and definitely some, um, some, some, some other players were sort of given – different roles if you like and, and my one was sort of to get up the field a little bit more just when I sort of felt like it and um, sort of sensing the moment a little bit I guess and and it, and it can free you up as a forward um, so it was, a, it was a little bit of a change I've done it in the past at times but yeah to sort of uh, just go with it and, and not really have you know the message come out from the box was pretty pretty exciting. And a little bit of centre bounce work as well. Are you, are you allowed to wander in there, or do they just go right? Oh, we'll let you, we'll let you zip, roam up the ground, but you just don't think you're going to come in here and take over. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I, I don't, I don't really know what's going on in there. <laughs> I, I, did, I did go in there a few centre bounces here and there, but um, yeah, I don't really. I'm not a meetings sort of person, so I don't really know the hit two spots. Uh, that well, but just to go in there and create a bit of chaos was probably more so my role. And um, you know, it's it's it is nice to get in there and have a bit of a look. But it's yeah, I'd, I'd rather probably stay in the forward line if I can. Uh, yeah, one of the things I would imagine uh, that you know, there's no sense that there's going to be any complacency. But when you get some new bodies come in, some new faces. Plus, there's always the unlucky couple that miss out. I mean, they're the ones that I would imagine and drive things through a pre-season. Having seen you guys celebrate and enjoy it and not having been there, really important that they're there to push you through? Yeah, yeah, that's really important. And, and we've got a lot of players coming through like that, you know. Um, yeah, even Maxie Holmes, who, you know, unfortunately hurt his hamstring. He's had an absolute blinder of a pre-season. So I'm looking forward to seeing what what he brings this year and, and, and it's the guys under, yeah, like you mentioned, that are, that are always pushing um, so you can't get complacent in a, in a lot of ways. Is there a kid that sort of caught your eye this pre-season as well that maybe we don't know a lot about yet? Um, I've really liked the way Tanner's gone about it. Um, coming down from the Giants, he's sort of... He's played... He played a forward a lot at the Giants and I guess a little bit of in, in the midfield as well but um, he spent a lot of time up around the middle and he buries in and, and wins the ball for us and, and 
Um, he's a really good runner as well and ball user, so I've been impressed with um, what he's been able to do. So when you're in the meetings and you said before you're not a big meeting guy and your mind just sort of drifts away while <laughs> Scotty's up there talking away, what is it that you're thinking about? Uh, golf at the moment, to be honest. Um, yeah, lots of golf, sort of. I haven't really got out the boat, so it's all golf. Probably playing three times a week. Uh, which is a lot for, you know, being two weeks away from having a baby. Yeah. So I'm sure the clubs have got to go away soon, but uh, it's, it's, it's quite enjoyable. You know, we don't really have too many meetings down here, which really suits a lot of the players. Um, and Scotty nice, uh, keeps them nice and short, which is just perfect. So where are we playing and what are we playing off? If you're playing three times a week and you've got the little mm. bub just a couple of weeks away, you've got to get it down as low as you possibly can before then. So where's the golf game sitting at? I think I'm at 8 at the moment, 8.2. Um, well, I know I'm at 8.2. I checked just before. <laughs> but um, i um been playing at Torquay Sands, so a lot of us boys are a member at the Torquay Sands, and it's um, yeah, it's a good little track. Lots of bunkers, as you can probably imagine, but um, and, and gets quite windy, so it can be challenging. But, yeah, 10 minutes from home, nice little drive. And the pecking order, who, who give us the sort of the, the rankings from a golf point of view? I think Hawks, the lowest handicap, he, he's probably a little bit more restricted on um, on, on playing time, so he, he doesn't get out there as much. But um, close, he hits a really good ball. Play with Sean Higgins the other, when was it, Sunday, he had 42 points. Jeez. So um, he go hit the nice ball too. He's more a three-wood type of guy. <laughs> What's um, that mean? He hits the three wood off the tee a oh, lot, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than the big stick. But um, mm. really good putting and stuff. But um, who else is a few? The Guthrie boys are good. Who's the worst? Oh, the worst. We've got a couple of physios that you know. <laughs> I don't really. I'm not going to mention names. But, um, yeah, we've got a couple of physios that are uh, they roll it pretty rough. What about your uh, premiership uh, medal? Where have you kept that? Where have you put that? It's in the, It's in my safe at the moment, so um, yeah, I sort of just tucked it away in there. But it's uh, yeah, it's been well talked about. It was on the cow and whatnot. Every every sort of kid I run into, that's that's all they want to talk about. <laughs> they don't want to talk about football. They want to talk about the cow. Hey, just and before we uh, um, when's it, the baby's due in in two weeks' time? Do you know the sex of the baby yet? Have you found all that out? No, we haven't. We haven't. We're keeping it secret, so which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people have said boy. Um, so I'm almost like to the point where I, I'm convinced it's a boy. But if it, if it's a girl, it's going to be a great um, surprise. So either way, we're yeah. we're really excited, and yeah, it's more so getting the timing right, which we know we can't control. But um, yeah, it's going to be around you know the Collingwood round one to to Carlton round two. Super exciting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you thought the premiership was great. Well, it's going to be amazing. And just quickly again, before we let you go, there was the doco, the stand doco came out and had some vision of you with the John Deere tractor. You were a little nervous when it came off the truck. Yeah, it was brand new. That that was the first day. I haven't actually seen the, the doco, um, but I, yeah, I was a bit nervous. Yeah. I remember when I was sorting all that out, he was like, I've got a manual one here. Do you, do you want that? And I do love a manual, but yep. you know, when it's your first time and, and the cameras are rolling. So I was quite nervous, but spent, spend pretty much every day on it now, yeah. um, yep. out there, which is, which is, which is great. The, the guys at Brad just in Colac sorted me out and, <laughs> um, 
it's been going well ever since. You got a four in one bucket, and what other sorts of attachments have you got? <laughs> yeah, just the four in one and the uh, and the forks at the moment, just to cut a few hay bales around. Nice, nice. Um, I, I might have to get a a, a, a digger or something yeah. because I'm. Um, I need to run some fences, but I probably should wait till next off season for that. Yeah, well, yell out if the, you need a hand. <laughs> wait for the baby to come. Don't yell out the wisp. He can't drive a tractor. Hey, great to talk. We love watching you in action, and good luck for the year ahead. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. On you, Jeremy. What a beauty. We're going to run out of time here. Jeremy Cameron. Breakfast with Gary and Tim. Uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, there could be could be one of your better ones, Whispers. I like. I, I don't know. I like it. Who sings it? Macklemore. It doesn't mean you play it again. You like that, Sam? Chuckling like voice you hear there is Sammy Edmund. We love it when he joins us at eight o'clock. Good to be here. Jeez, Good I, I enjoyed that chat with Jeremy Cameron. What a legend he is. Yeah. Just I was talking to Tim then. That one of the arts of coaching is to understand. Your talent and their mm. nuances, and what's you know what, how to get the best out of them. Um, when you have your meeting, and we are told down at Geelong, they have very short meetings. Yes, and look, yeah, absolutely. Contact time at mm. the actual club is very low, and it seems to work for them, and it certainly works for Jezza because even when he's in the meeting, he doesn't listen. He said, <laughs> "Could he be any more laid back?" I know. <laughs> That's amazing. How good is that? He's a natural though, because my experience of only ever having. Sh- um, wandered into a centre square on a rare occasion. This is your domain whisper. They're mm. very, very protective. They're anal. They're all nerd students of the game. The Ruckman hitting zone, and they have clocks and times. And if mm. you're a part timer, it is like Chinese algebra. Right. And that's what the, he just goes in as the wild card. He would go to all the wrong places, all the wrong hitting zones, and just create a bit of like Miley Cyrus whisper. Well, not back in the day. There was nothing scientific about uh, back well, in the day. Well, Simon your, Mann maybe used not to your do, club. No, well, Simon Mann used to just jump and uh, he'd hit it to uh, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, whichever. Yeah, but then, he wanted then, to hit then, it you go, then you go, but Simon, is, it, is that your 12 o'clock or is it my 12 o'clock? If you're sitting behind the opposition, right. Ruckman, yeah. which 12 o'clock was well, it? During daylight savings, it used to <laughs> mess with our heads, it did. Toss up between him and Luke Beveridge for my favourite sort of audio of the week. I love a Bevo pre-season speech. They've become the stuff of legend, and I know you played it earlier. He uh-huh. didn't disappoint again on the eve of the 23 season. Mm. Abattoirs and renewals and fertiliser and... Everything. Uh, everything. I had to go back, actually, to do a stock take on the things we've heard from from this man, who's obviously won a premiership with the Dogs, taken on a grand final. Great story. One of Footy's great storytellers. Yep. Six of his eight seasons in charge, he's he's taken his club to final. So how do you keep motivating a group that's had all the needles in the world over the journey, and he keeps finding new ways and new themes? So he's had Thor's hammer was used as a prop in the rooms in 2019. That was when they wore the formus, the, the actual jumper that was uh, yep, widely debated. The salty Chris dog Hemsworth book. is a great yes. uh, dog. Man. Salty Dog's book, the children's book about confronting your fears. Willy Wonka, the everlasting gobstopper, that got a mention one year. Dr. Seuss, all the places yep. you'll go. The Beatles for the grand final, everyone's got to bring an instrument, play your part. Che Guevara got a mention last year. And the rally car, when he first took over, that he said, remember when he got into the job at the Witten Oval, the place was a mess. The players were leaving, coaches were disgruntled, other ones wanting trade. The CEO had gone... It was the rally car that needed a recalibration when he took over when the club was in turmoil and up on blocks effectively and he did all that. So uh, I love his speeches. So love- the, we, we got the 
a throwback to the make it the slaughter hat. Wants it wants it a very uncomfortable environment hides. for the opposition. Mm, wants some hides. Well, they're playing like uh, they're playing like animals at the moment, aren't they? With those four forwards. Hey, Friday night start time. So this has been a debate for a long, long time. I know you're speaking about this earlier. Just touch base with the AFL just to get a refresher course on where we sit with this. So in 2021, the clubs were given an indication there was going to be a permanent shift to 720. But it didn't happen. The Why league not? again said last year they were open to it. It didn't happen. So it's been an ongoing debate. Now, the hesitation, Gary, is moving it forward, um, they want to accommodate those coming in as well from yes. further out of the city, right? After school, after work, a hectic Friday, lots of traffic around now in the city, people will, will know. So you can understand that too. It's about finding a balance. But in these post-COVID times, there's a lot of people that work from home. The traditional nine to five or 10 to six working Correct. day is probably Out not what it was. But the broadcaster as well has been keen on the 750 starts. Oh, so the team's mates. Well, it is a little bit. So Better Homes and Gardens, still the national show, oh. still rates really well. Fantastic show. Oh. So they love their 730 lead in at, at seven. So And they've got an earlier lead in on seven plus. So the, the 750 this year is, is unfortunately, where I say unfortunately, because I'd like it to come back a bit. I know you do too, Gary, is the norm for Friday night. Apart from the double headers and also round one. Now, round one. 740. Why is it 740? Why is it 740? So Geelong's going to unfurl their flag against Collywood and they put a special request into the AFL to say, listen, and Channel 7, can you move it forward 10 minutes to 740? Because we want our Geelong-based fans, and in fact, those even um, living west of Geelong, to get home at a reasonable hour. Right, we want to look after them at the end of the game, and we want as many of them to come, not to be discouraged by the late finish. They don't want to miss it, though. Exactly. Well, that's what they're saying. They brought it in earlier. They brought it in earlier. So seven forty. It's finding that balance, isn't it? They're going to unfurl the flags. They want as many um, fans of the hoops to get there as possible, and then to get home without it being too late. So that's why it's seven forty. It should be ten past seven. Bang. The one thing I can't understand is the Thursday night games, the 7.20, 7.35, and oh, 7.40 throughout right. the year. So it's okay on a Thursday. Whispers. We have spoken about this before, and we got a lot of fee- a lot of feedback. A lot of people liked the early start, but then a lot of people said exactly that mm. same thing about Coming it's in. too early. We've got to get to the game, and we just need a bit of extra time but so Tim, that we can get there. Yeah, I understand, but Fieldy's 100% on the money. The old 9 to 5 model's gone out the window. You say that. You say that, but the people we listened to last year off our temper text, they weren't necessarily saying that. Okay. I think we've got to listen to the people, Gary. It's okay for you people, you know, live in your, you know, your, you know, 10 minutes from the stadium, you both of you, and just around the corner, trying yeah, to make Gary. things as convenient as you possibly can so you can get home nice and early. But there are a lot of people out yeah, there Gary. who come from Seven. way out in the suburbs and they're trying to get to the game. 7.10 is a walk-up, no-brainer start. Where, tell me another- When was the last time you came to this? Well, you came to the city the other day and you started talking about the traffic. Well, the was- traffic around yeah, Melbourne Gary. now with so much work going on is horrendous. Yeah, that was it. Sheeran, that was his fault. It, it, it's where else in the world do you start at seven fifty, ten to eight? You made your sport on a Friday night. Well, I don't know. You tell me. I think the Champions League at John at the moment started hey, very late. The, in fact, fr- funnily enough, there was a delay to this Champions League game this morning because of traffic in London. So the Chelsea <laughs> Borussia Dortmund match. That's not going to support your argument. Ten minutes late because <laughs> the Borussia Dortmund bus couldn't oh, get it. Come on, the field. Come oh, on, give me no, another it goes, example. It goes, oh, it goes both ways, though, because people say, you know, the 7.50 start, I've got to come in from the country, then I've got to get home again, which means it's really late by the time I get home. So... I don't know. What is we've got to try and find the happy medium though, yeah. don't we? No, we do. It's all about finding the balance. It might be one actually. So they've signed the new broadcast deal, four and a half billion dollars worth. So I'm not sure if it was discussed as part of that broadcast deal or it comes later when the new CEO takes over. It might be one for him or her. 
Nevertheless, we might see it's going to be an, it's an annual. So, debate. so what times it finish? It, the, the Friday night game that starts at ten to eight. What times the final siren? What's well, two hours forty minutes? Yeah, I've been distracted because so I've received I've received a text saying from the cats for your information, not unfurling the flag round one. It's What's round it? six at GMHBA. Oh, the AFL the AFL have told me that they're unfurling it. Field Marshal one. Well, this is from Brooksy, and he said, uh, "Wow." Round, at round one, Joel is doing a lap with the flag, but they're not unfurling the flag until round six, GMHBA Stadium. There you go. And my so, uh, what explanation of seven forty? Well, you're the one that brought the story to the table, and <laughs> I just spoke to obviously the false. And we my might man, need to, as uh, as Trump would say, high, high, high powered media man says it's all Channel Seven that's holding back an earlier start on the seven fifty. Mm. If Coxie was really good on the buttons there, he would have had the Trump fake news. Thank you. <laughs> hey, just on the turf as well. So as you mentioned, the 10,000 square metres, they're going to do the same at the Adelaide Oval. So Ed played there last night, packed in there. Bit of rain too, by the way. Now, they've got a, a round one game on March 18, so they're going to have a similar turnaround with their turf. HG Turf, who look after the MCG, mm. have been contracted for all the Ed Sheeran concerts because yep. he goes to Perth next. He plays on Sunday night coming up at Optus Stadium, and then they've got a They've got two round two games coming up oh, as well, so no. they've got to turn around to navigate as well. So, Have they been growing the turf outside the stadium somewhere yes. there too? They're they, going to bring it all in in box? Always. Gary said that they should be laying it in a brick-type formation. Is that what you're hearing? I would have thinking? thought it's a rolled setup. Isn't that a big roll? Don't they bring them out in a big... No, but Gary doesn't want, no, the, Gary doesn't want the seam Cinnabon all the way down style. the same place. It's got to overlap the yes. seam. I like, thought it was a rollout operation. No, 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 no. no what, they, are you sure? They, they come in big blocks. Big squares they come in. Hmm. Unless they've changed their system. <laughs> Coach and tractor repairman just got back to me. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Hey, listen, just AFLW, a lot of uh, priority signing period carnage here, basically, brought on a flurry of player movement. But uh, a lot of names mentioned. Now, Brisbane have lost two to Hawthorne, including their former BNF winner, Emily Bates. But I'm hearing the AFLW's leading goal kicker, Jesse Wardlaw. This has been rumoured, but now will take place of the Brisbane Lions on the move as well. She'll take up an offer from St Kilda when the side and train period opens on Friday. So Craig Starsevich's Lions, who finished on top of ladder last season could be about to lose a third player there and I see Dan Breddy reporting in the uh, um, in the age and the Sydney Morning Herald today that Adelaide Oval's pink ball test is no more no more mid-January day match only against the West Indies next season and Dan's reporting that he's part of a compromise stemming from South Australia's well audacious bid to pinch the New Year's test off Sydney so I'm not sure what's happening there but well, a, a calendar shuffle when it comes to the famous pink ball the test. other reason might be that the West Indies are so bad the game st- starts and it keeps, it's finishing during the day anyway. Well, three-day tests are the norm now. Joel, this is a temp- no, I, temper text. I want to deal with this. Hang on. Joel will get a greater yes. reception from the Pies fans during his lap. Yes. Damn straight he will. No, I'll deal with this because I do not want anybody going to that game on Friday night. What's going on? Wearing this? a Collingwood jumper or Collingwood merchandise, booing Joel Selwood. <laughs> A great servant of the game running around the MCG. But I don't think you need to. I'll make be horrified. I'd be horrified I, if there's a Collingwood fan out there I don't that think is you need moved worry. to boo him Tim, as he goes around. I don't think you need worry. Well, I think we do. Gary. I think you've got to give the Collingwood fans more credit. You're not giving them fans. I've given. I them think more you're credit. giving them too much credit. All right, Collingwood fans. Is there anyone out there that would boo Joel Selwood on his lap on next Friday? I don't think there'd be one of you. I've got. I've got great faith in you. 
Tim reckons you will. Can I just also get to the bottom of the flag unfurling? Because I was generally yes. perplexed having spoken to the AFL and uh, the, the difference okay. in communication. Have there, you got an update, we'll have you? Uh, no, but we'll get one because we want to resolve that. Uh, Champions League update, by the way. It's Chelsea 1, Borussia Dortmund 0, Raheem Sterling the scorer in that one. And in the other game this morning, Gary, um, it is Benfica 2, Club Brugge 0. I've got a, uh, a contact number here now too for the man in charge of all the turf that's being laid uh, at the MCG. So we might talk to him after the break. Right. Do they roll it because or do they place we need to find out whether or not they're going to lay it in squares or as Gary has suggested very wisely, they do sort of like a brick joint. Or a herringbone. Or herringbone. What do you want to go with, herringbone or brick? <laughs> might be a bit different. And if you think the starting <laughs> time's not a big uh, issue with fans out there, then have a look at our temper text machine. Hey, you don't have to be abusive. I'm a 7.20 – in fact, I'm a 7.10 starter. No. Um, that's my uh, preference and opinion. I respect everyone else's. Some people – you can't have it both ways, though. They, they don't like the late start, but then they hate the late finish. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And you need to get your terminology right, too. Brad's a landscaper out there. He said it's the stretcher-type technique that they need to well, – like What about, about the, the travertine French pattern? Could they go with that? Travertine is like a classic – well, the yeah, travertine. it's a type of stone, yeah, but could they go with that French pattern lay that they use for the travertine, which is a very, I can't even describe it, but it's a sophisticated set. Well, we're going to find out from the boss, hopefully, after the break, exactly what they're going with. So did you get to the bottom of the flag unfurling? We're going to do that. No, I you, need some time. you come back and I'm going to make another call, double check with the AFL. All right. You got anything else on your little list there? No, I think we're just about good at the moment. Hey, um, what about the Champions League update? Did you do that? Yes, I did that. Chelsea won. Uh, Listen. Up against Borussia Dortmund, nil that at halftime. Benfica two, no, now three, in fact. Three nil up on Club Brugge having a tough night in the other one. Matthew Lloyd said, it's a question without notice. He says the Bombers are going to be, they're going to be tougher and nastier if they don't want to finish near the bottom. Have you got that as a priority for the Essendon Footy Club to climb the ladder? Yeah, they need to be, you want to see them play with a lot more general aggression. Now, I don't know whether or not, you slip over into nastiness. I don't know whether it's nasty is the right word to describe. He, he didn't like the Dylan I the non-reaction to, to Dylan Shield. Yeah, I, I know that. But I think you've got to be I think they've got to be more competitive minute by minute in games. As an Eston person, that's what I would like to see them be. So is that nasty or is well, that tougher? Or? Sometimes it might be nasty. Sometimes it might be tougher. Right. But as a general rule, I just want to see them be more competitive. And be more, you know what I want to see them? I want them to be more difficult to play against. That's a very simple request. Have you passed that on to Brad? I will be, yeah. Will the Queen's birthday game or round be renamed the King's birthday game? The what? The Queen's? Prickly. Will the Queen's birthday (laughs) game be renamed the King's birthday game? Hip, hip, hip. Um. Mm, yes, I think so. Yeah. Well, you have to, don't you? You sure about that? Yeah, we have to. We've got a king now. We That's don't right. have a queen uh, anymore. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Well, you want to go non-binary, do you? No, I agree with you. King, you were going to say no. You're trying to trip me up here. Yeah. No, yeah. it would be the king's birthday, Collingwood v Melbourne. Well, of course. <laughs> Why don't we just call it Chuck Day? You got any questions at all, well, prickly pear over there? <laughs> no, I'm, oh, the, I'm on the back foot here. Very prickly. <laughs> I've got a message foot. come through that I agree with. Oh, Wisp's pretty prickly. <laughs> Why are you so prickly? Pete's in prayer. <laughs> Good morning, Pete. Jeez. Oh, no, I'm a bit prickly. Watery.
I could not be happy. I'm having a fleeting moment of happiness. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, boys. Um, surely we don't have to tell one of the ex-Cray brothers to go tell his side that they have to be tougher. Surely that will be number one on his list of things to do. Yeah, Pete, I'm 100% because I've got this long-held view that a team over time develops the personality of the coach, and uh, that was definitely the way that he played, and I don't think he'll stand for anything other than ultra-competitive players when they step out there. Good call. Good call. Good, Good call. call.